Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Well, my friends are gone and my hair is grey. I ache in the places where I used to play And I'm crazy for love But I'm not coming on I'm just paying my rent every day In the Tower of Song I'm on. This is Radical Australian. We've got a guest who is singing along. Just what we need, Your Highness. How art thou, <laughs> Emperor Stalebridge? I'm very well, thank you. Look, it's good to see you alive and well. Yes, it's just been a week, but I missed you last week. Well, I missed you too. Oh, let's, bless you. Let's not. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that, enough of that. Now, look, I've got to make an announcement before we introduce our wonderful guest because we did find a wonderful guest. We always have wonderful guests, but I think this one, this guest will be quite interesting, which is different to many of our guests, it can be quite boring. (laughs) Now, but we are doing a survey. 3CR is doing a survey. I don't know why we care about what our listeners think. Oh, come on, Joe. No, I don't know why we care. Maybe management cares. You know, we've had a a, new management team. So we're doing a survey, but seriously, and unlike the government girl at ABC, we survey people who are on the net and people who don't use the net. So if you want to take part in the survey and you don't want to use the net, you've got till the 28th, Friday the 28th of April. All you've got to do is ring the front desk on 94198377, 9am to 5pm. That's when it's staffed, not manned, staffed. Correct. 94198377. takes about 10 minutes. You can do the survey over the phone or... If you're one of those people who hates talking to people, mm-hmm. you can always go to 3cr.org.au forward slash survey. That's 3cr.org.au forward slash survey and do your survey. It's all anonymous. You can say exactly what you feel and Dale and I can't come to your house and punch you up. <laughs> not okay. that we would, but... Well, we couldn't be bothered, could no, we? No, not you really, know. no. <laughs> all right, now our guest, drum roll. Do we have well, a drum roll? No, no, no drum roll. No, we just no, got no. cheering. Cheering, okay, is Karen Neville. <laughs> now, Karen, you have just seen a miracle. I've actually pronounced somebody's name oh, correctly. <laughs> you asked Dale what I've done over the past few oh, years. Oh, don't be too hard on yourself, Joe. You, yeah. you are human. Well, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know that. <laughs> now, Karen, just relax. Just think of this interview as you and me... I know it's a horrible thought, but you and me, <laughs> we're in a canoe. Oh. We're on this beautiful river, calm river, and there's all these little tributaries. I've got the paddle, you're sitting at the other end of the canoe, and occasionally I will just ask a question and we'll manoeuvre you into a different part of your life. So it's very easy. And there's only two questions to answer in 56 minutes. Did you know that? Oh. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no point nodding. It is radio. You oh, need to oh, yes. talk. Yes. <laughs> You do need to talk. I mean, I could and breathe. T- and breathe. Hey, hey, you just—you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Nobody has died in the studio yet. <laughs> this is always the first time, Karen. Don't, 
can't believe I'm nodding. <laughs> All right. Now, Karen, first question. What year were you born? Oh, now that really is getting personal, isn't it? Straight to the point, Joe. <laughs> yes. Well. I'm going to really be blowing my cover now. I hope nobody's listening. Well. Um, well, okay. I'm waiting. I, I, know you, I, know, I know you're not going to believe it because no. no one does. Yes. Um, but 1955. I don't believe it. I thought it was 1945. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, dear. Okay. The Look, the main reason we ask people's age mm-hmm. is not because we're nosy. We just want to place people in a particular context in mm-hmm. people's minds who are listening, you know? Because sometimes we have people who come here who have done marvellous things. They're in their mid-20s. And then we've got old people like you and me <laughs> turn up and we haven't done much and we're in our 50s and 60s. Yeah. So... And the next question, you've got 54 minutes to answer, Yes, is what's the first thing you remember? Kissing a boy at school. Excuse oh. me. Mm. How old were you then? Five. I got, Five. Yeah, I got into real trouble off my nana and all. What, what was going on here? You well, were kissing a boy. How did all this happen? Well, you know how it is. No, I don't know how it is. That's why I'm asking you. I never kissed a boy at school. <laughs> he's he's well, really excitable. Well, you see, you know... How when you say goodbye to people, you always give them a little kiss, you know. You? Well, yeah, well, we did in our family. If I did that here at three CR, I'd be up for harassment. And, and and so it was my first day of school, mm. and this little boy, he was so sweet. He helped me in with my bag, you know, did like he, he did, mm. and I, my little duffel bag, because I was yeah. only five in right, right. Liverpool in Liverpool England. Liverpool yes. in England, yes. And of course, I turned around and gave him a nice kiss because. Um, where did you kiss him? I think it. I think it was the lips. The lips, straight to the lips. Well, yes. you must have picked this up at home. I must have. <laughs> yeah. I don't now, know. Five. Story of my life. <laughs> well, my nan had really told me off, and she yeah. said, don't, "You don't kiss the boys." Yeah. <laughs> she thought it could be said, a life of uh, uh, illicit, yes. an illicit life. Yes, I could you, imagine. Yeah, that. So, five. Were you born in Liverpool? Yes. Ah, what was it like? Uh, being a little girl in Liverpool post-war period? Oh, um, well, you know, I grew up with a bit of poverty mentality, you know. We could never afford this and we could never afford that. And, and you know, um, and the priest once came over with a big bag of lollies because I said to the priest once that we've got no food in our house. Mm-hmm. And my mum was so embarrassed because she said, we have got food. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he went away and he, and, and he came back an hour or so later with a whole lot of food and some lollies. Very nice. So you learnt. Yeah. You learnt mm. how to yes, <laughs> wheedle your way into people's hearts. So <laughs> being, being Roman Catholic, as you use mm. the word priest, is yes. your family from Ireland? Um, my, my grandparents uh, were on mm. my mother's side. Mm. And uh, yes, they were quite strict Catholic, especially my nana. You know, she used to love her, her Jesus and mm, um, Mary mm, statues, and mm. I got into trouble for putting cream on the the Virgin Mary and all. <laughs> what, what were you suggesting, putting cream on the Virgin Mary? Well, you know, like my mum used. <laughs> no, to... I don't know. <laughs> Did she have a rash or something? Well, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> my mum always used to tell us about. Cleanse, tone, and moisturize because you've got to look after your skin because you've got to stay beautiful. You <laughs> yes, know, you've right, got to right. look. You look good. Well, I don't think you so, had to. You were kissing boys at five. <laughs> I think you'd be all right. <laughs> so I don't know. I had the you know the ponds cold cream, and I thought yeah. I'd just <laughs> clean up the virgin. Just... <laughs> 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 
Why not? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nana wasn't very happy about this, God bless her soul. No, oh, yeah, I loved my Nana. Did she have one of these sacred heart statues with the, with the, yeah. with the light in the uh, heart? Yeah, well, they, I don't think it had the light oh, in it in those days. Poverty, it was, poverty. Yeah, you yeah. know, but there was plenty of statues. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, um, what did you think of it all? Did she live with you? Yeah, she did. She lived with us all in our two up, two down in, in, in you know, the in a council estate in, in Liverpool. Two up and two down. Yeah, what is that you know, two, two, two um, you know, in those terraced houses. Yes, yes, yes. And it was, um, mm. you know, the front door and then you got the stairs mm. and there's the bedrooms upstairs. Had to share bedrooms with, we had loads of children, you know. How many were in your family? <laughs> Well, I have four sisters. Four sisters, yeah, no my, brothers. No brothers. Four That's why sisters. I didn't know how to, to do with, what to do with boys. You know, they're all new. <laughs> they're all new. I never discovered one before. Four, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so going back, how did your dad cope with five women in, the, oh. in this little council house? Oh, poor dad. <laughs> He he used to be a, a merchant seaman. Oh, see. lucky, lucky! So he used to go away sailing. Yeah. And <laughs> so every every time he came back, I think from sea, poor mum got pregnant. Right. And and, well, and you know, and, and then she'd go away. You, you know, so uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what what happened, but. <laughs> But then he had to give up the sea, and he was never happy again. Really, after that, no, no. he no. had he became a bus driver, I think, and right, he right. never was quite the same. <laughs> Do you know? He'd walk in and just slump in front of the TV. <laughs> and he used to look so handsome in his in his white uniform, you mm, know, mm, with mm. what they did with their hats and yeah, yeah. and, and mm. that. He was such a handsome man, my dad. Mm, I really mm. loved him, and I miss mm. him so much. Well, when did he die? 2004, no, 2005. Right. Were, you, were you able to see him before he died? Yeah, he 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 um he fell over and um, mm-hmm. uh, he had emphysema because you know he, he smoked like right. mad. I, mm-hmm. I used to never really see him without a rolling, and he he was the, able to drive a car, roll a cigarette, and do all sorts of things all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch him, you know, with the cigarette papers hanging out of his mouth and wondering how he did it. And um, anyway, so he used to smoke like mad and drink beer because he was a sailor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, so what happened? Oh, yeah, after years of smoking and drinking, it paid its toll and he Mm. got emphysema. And he had to give up the drink and the smoke. And but you know his life was never quite the same. And um, he actually had a fall answering the phone oh. at the early hours of the morning that mm. went. And he tripped and he fell and he broke his hip. And well, he was he actually passed away within about two weeks or so because right. he had to be admitted to mm. a nursing home and and he mm. hated it because mm. he was still all there in yeah, the mind. And he just couldn't deal with it, so it was it was really sad. Mm. And then my mum died about a year or so after that too. So um, I've only really just got over all that grief of that because it it was it it devastated me totally. Mm. But yeah, now it can be very difficult. Mm, yeah, mm. it is. It's it's very hard dealing with um, I assume, loss. I assume that the death of your grandmother didn't cause the same angst, did it? Oh well. Nana was very, was quite old mm. when she passed away, and she was mm. still in Liverpool, and so mm. she was in her uh, in her late eighties, mm. and she was quite amazing. She she 
she didn't go grey until her about her eighties. A little bit like me, you know. Right. That's where I get my hair from. Thanks, oh, I just, Nana. I, I just thought it was dyed. No, it's not dyed. It's, <laughs> it's natural. Real. My oh, real cool. hair, honest. Mm. I got that from my Nana because mm. the mm. Irish and yeah. and. Are you sure it's not the Spanish? You know, no, that, you, I think know that's, of, you know a lot of those sailors on the Armada <laughs> kind of were shipwrecked on the Irish coast. Well, uh, no, it's definitely the Irish. Are you sure? I, yeah, then yeah. They, took, they were taken into the Irish villages. <gasps> but my dad, he, he did look a bit Spanish. Oh. Yeah, he had black curly hair and joking. olive skin. I'm not joking. Yeah, mm. yeah, he could have been. And mm. yeah, and they welcomed them because they were against the English. Oh. Mm. Well, Irish, the Irish against the English, uh, Spanish against the. Sorry, I've yeah, lost the Amara, You know, when the they, Spanish Amara and the yeah. Spanish Inquisition. Oh, forget about the Inquisition. No, we, we won't talk about the Inquisition. Yes. No, no, you're a Catholic. <laughs> you're fine. So let's get back. Get back. So okay. when did you go to primary school? Oh, okay. I went to Saint Peter and Paul's down there in Crosby and Liverpool, twenty-three, oh. and that would have been, you know, well, um, one saint wasn't enough for you. You had to go to two saints' school, yeah. Peter and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what, was, what, was, what was school like for a young girl? Um, well, I loved, I loved school and um, I, remember, um, I remember winning a book for coming top of the class and, uh, and it was Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island and then at the second semester I won another book. And I, and, I, and I ran all the way home to, 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 with my books to mm. show my mum, mm. and my mum was a little bit cruel sometimes. <laughs> didn't want, she didn't want to, you know, us to get too big-headed. Yeah, yeah. So she said, "Well, do you realise you came top of the dunces?" Ooh. How bad that mum! How naughty was that? Like she was just trying to get you to bigger and better things. You maybe, know. maybe. Yeah, and I'm going. And I thought I did so well. But it really does sometimes knock your self-esteem a little bit, doesn't it, when you, you know. What do you think of the parrots? The parrots? Mm, Treasure Island. Oh, yeah, pretty awesome. I've always loved books. Um, mm. Parrots, yeah. Well, there was a parrot, wasn't there? Long John Silver and John the parrot Silver. on his I can't, on I his can't even there. remember that book too well. I can just remember <laughs> winning it. Maybe I was put off it after that or something. I don't know. I read know. it from cover to cover as a child. Oh. You can't remember Long John Silver, his parrot? With his... With his um, what's, what, Maybe I got the wrong Rob, book. <laughs> it was Robert Louis Stevenson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and Treasure Island, I remember mm. that. What was the other book? Oh, I can't oh, remember what the matter. other book. So anyway. When did you finish primary school? Um, Just roughly. Well, we went to New Zealand, you see. Excuse me, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, I when, when did that happen? When I was at primary school. Because well, um, mum and dad decided to go to New Zealand and so... <laughs> <laughs> and Dad went off first. <laughs> he said he'd send for us, <laughs> and he did eventually. No, he did. Eventually, <laughs> what two years later? <laughs> Once he'd established a new family in New Zealand. No, no, no. we were still quite poor, and we yeah. went on that you know pay now go travel pay later scheme. So Ten you know. pound Irish bombs. Well, yeah. we, we weren't even we weren't even immigrants. We paid our own way. You but, paid but, your yeah. own way. <laughs> You couldn't even get the ten dollars, ten pound subsidy. You had to pay your own way to we, New Zealand. We had to pay it over a long period of time. That's very sad. Yeah, it was Didn't terrible. That's Irish why British. we were so poor. Exactly. You had to pay your own way. I thought anybody could come. He had to work so many shifts. 
Yeah. Cleaning it, schools. And, right. This is in New and, Zealand. Yeah. So so where did you end up in New Zealand? Um, Wellington. So what was that, in the early 60s? Or? It was, yes, it would have been. 19, yeah. 1965, it must have yeah. been. Gee, yeah. I'm really, I've got to start. Well, how does a young woman, or a young girl, I should ask, young woman, from uh, Liverpool, the centre of the known universe, fair in Wellington, a backwater. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to school? Especially for me with a Liverpool accent. Exactly. You went to primary school, did you? Yeah. And they made fun of you? Oh, you're not kidding. Well, they, they what were, did they say? They, they used to tease me about my accent. So yeah. I worked very hard over the next, next few years trying to get rid of it. It was mm. speech and drama and... and, and, and <laughs> I'm trying not to speak with a Liverpool accent Did anymore. Mm, yeah, it was horrible. I got bullied like mad. Really? Physically bullied? Yeah, it was mm. terrible. Mm. Especially seeing my dad was the cleaner of the school. school. Yeah, right, and I yeah. had to help clean the classrooms after school as well. Mm. It'd be very you know, it was awful. You know, everyone else was going out. <laughs> so I'm having a pity party here. Yeah. Every, everyone else going out and play. No, you've got to stay back and help your dad clean the rooms. <laughs> So I remember... Oh, character, you built character. He built character yeah, in you. Dad, Imagine the woman you were, you know. Yeah, strong, yeah. strong woman. You're not like those, those other floozies at Wellington <laughs> Primary School who just went nowhere. God had 15 kids and died. Yeah, he had character. So well, how, long did you, how long did you last in Wellington? Well, we actually went to Wainui Omata. Have Excuse you heard of me? that? Excuse me. Would you like to say that slowly? Yeah. Wainui Omata. So it was over a great big hill and uh-huh. in a valley. Uh-huh. So um, I'll never forget that, getting there. And mum was always depressed because she, she just hated New Zealand and wanted to be back at Liverpool and she sort of made dad's life a bit miserable because uh-huh. she was in this country and she wanted to be back home. Yes, yes. You know how, that, how palms can whinge sometimes over this sort of thing. <laughs> You know, well, I grew up with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. How long did you last in this little town? Well, um, it's probably a couple of years or so, um, and then Dad got a job on a farm. Oh, mm. Mm. yeah. So off we go to a, a farm up the up the north, Otaki and Tihoro. I'll never forget <laughs> that. I had to go to school there. I went to loads of schools. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. I was always the new girl. I'm still the new girl. Oh, you're a new girl. Even here. I'm a new girl down here at 3CR. Yeah, but one day you'll be be an old girl. Yeah, that's good. It's all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we went to the farm. Poor Mm. Dad. He he worked very hard. He lost so much weight. He used to be this big strapping man. And then he got really thin from all this hard work because he not only did the cleaning job, Mm. um, he, he worked... In a boil, as a boiler attendant or something like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. stoking the fires yes. in the night time. Mm-hmm. So he had two jobs. This is why we had to help him with the classroom right. cleaning because right. he couldn't do it on his own. So, yeah. so he, he did. He worked so hard. And anyway, we went to the farm, but it was great because we got this fabulous big house, you know. But um, Dad used to go off and milk the cows and... And we'd get to play in the farm and round the creeks and stuff like that and farm life. But but even that was had its, you know, issues because we were the farm workers' children. That's right. You, you weren't know. the farmer's children. We weren't the farmer's children, well, no. Right. We are much more beneath that. And, and how did your yeah. mother feel about all this? Oh, she hated it even worse. <laughs> I mean, she was miserable or anything, but that just put her in a different level of misery. <laughs> 
It was like she was the pioneer yeah. of us, you know, like the poor pioneer woman, yeah. you know. Okay. But I've got some nice photographs there, and she did look happy at times. And, you know, we even got it? her to try and mow the lawn once, and she was like, well, I can't do stuff like that. You know, she's a bit of a lady. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to yeah, yeah. look glamorous. Well, she does come from Liverpool. <laughs> So, so, so how long did you last there? Two or three years? Yeah, well, I went to the intermediate school there. At, uh, mm-hmm. There, and that and was. Were you bullied to... there, or? Um, or you yes. doing the bullying? Yeah, no, no, no. no, yes, Colin Cubby. I'll never forget him if you're listening. I'm <laughs> sorry about breaking you. your nose. <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> well, Dad used because being a sailor, he yeah. told showed me how to fight. Right. <laughs> He he wanted, yeah, because he didn't yeah. have it. And he said, look, if anyone bothers you again, you mm. grab hold of their hair and you just punch them on the nose. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting hassled at the classroom um, blackboard one day by this bully boy. So I thought, right, I'm going to do what Dad said. <laughs> as, as a good daughter as you does. Do. Yes. So I grabbed him by the hair and hit him on the nose. Mm. And his blood was everywhere. And I got into awful trouble and got... Totally bullied by the rest of his big, extensive family. Well, you were under the farm hill. Oh, yeah. yeah he so was only out of the farm. Luckily, I didn't stay at that school for too long. <laughs> and then we went to another farm and another school. school. Yeah, mm. a little bit further up the road. Yeah. So how old were you when you left school? Well... Oh. Did you finish high school? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I, you did I, win two books in Liverpool, yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved school. It mm. wasn't fair that yeah. I couldn't carry on more, you know. What do you mean? What happened when you le- at the end of high school? Well, we went up to Napier then after the farm and then mm. I went to Sacred Heart College for Girls. You got that Sacred yeah, Heart. Yeah, yeah, and that was fantastic. I, mm. I learned French and Latin and, and mm. all the professional stuff and I wanted to be an actress, so I, I got involved with all the school plays and all the things like that and... And um, I wonder did I leave there? Probably, you know, the normal school certificate time, mm-hmm. which was about 16, 17. Right. So I, I left school, but I went back and did night school to get further educated. What, in Napier? Yeah. They had a night school there? Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I could go back and get more units because mm-hmm. than what I actually got at high school. I, uh, the, col- the college, it was a boarding school that I attended. And um, they were quite strict, you know. And um, but I've still got some very happy memories of that too. But I used to get a lot of detentions. What for? Oh, eating oranges on the eating, back of the bus. Eating oranges. Leaving on the, back of the, the bus. peel. <sighs> and so Should I have used, been flogged. I know. I had to sweep more tennis courts for a month. I a, think. Month. a month. A <laughs> month. I hope that orange was worth it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens when you leave school? Where did I go then? Did you, did you start work? Where did you start work? Oh, oh yes. My first job was um, in a what you call a freezing works, which is like a. Um, oh, I got a job in Woolies because right. mm-hmm. I used to, as a checkout while I was at school yep. and, and stuff. So I, mm. but my first real job when I left school was um, in the laboratory in, in a freezing work. You know where they kill all the poor animals and mm. you know anyway it's quite tra- traumatised me for life like that that's why no, I've I, been I quite you, vegetarian <laughs> since seeing that I thought you'd be used to blood after punching you, well, that <laughs> <laughs> well no I, I so I, I worked at this free but it was great because I worked yeah. in the laboratory and that mm. sort of I wanted to be a 
uh, I was interested. I love science. Yeah, what was it like to be a young woman in a male-dominated uh, abattoir? Setting? Oh, especially if only seventeen, yeah. and um, used. To, I remember I'd walk up onto the killing floor where they. Sh- they killed all the sheep and mm. they cut their throats and all the blood would be coming out. But all the guys would stop what they're doing and they'd get their knives and go bang, 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 bang as I walked past with my tray to do all the swabbing and I, I just have to put my head up in there mm. and just walk past and try and mm. ignore them. Mm. Mm. And, yeah, so um, it was that very was... very common, though. I, mean, I, think I, I think actually I was on the tray Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I used to work in a few factories and... You know, when the office girl would come into the factory, the whole place would stop, you know? Yeah, they did. It was yeah. traumatic. Uh, yeah. It really was. But I guess it did build up some sort of mm. no-fear thing that I've yeah. managed to maintain mm. throughout my life, really. So how long did this last for this job? Well, I stayed there for about... Because Dad worked there, you oh, see. Right, I, right, I used to, yeah. He was in the boiler room, so yeah. I used to go to, hit, to the boiler... Uh, in the car with him to work and then we go home together and that was nice. And um, But then I, I wanted to get a job in a hospital so I applied for a job uh, as a laboratory assistant in Napier Hospital and I must have been about seven, not about 18, 18 then. And so I went and worked in microbiology in, in Napier Hospital and, and I loved it. And um, I learned how to take blood samples and everything way back then. So I, I've carried that through up until very recently. So they showed you how to, you know, stick needles in people and suck blood out of them. Those days it was a needle and syringe. And But I remember those vacutainers coming in way back mm, then. Mm, mm. And, uh, yeah, so I, was, I had quite a gift for it. And I used to like the old people. So they used to send me off to, you know, the old people's home and I used to take their bloods. Plus work in the lab doing all the micro stuff with the urine and faeces and sputum and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Sounds sounds, sounds like you enjoyed it, which is the main thing. Yeah. At least you were doing something productive. Yes, and we used to have to bleed young Mm. little babies as well, Mm. you know. Which can be difficult. Yeah, so so that was very young age to do stuff like that. Mm. But I got into theatre... That was my passion because I wanted what to... What feeder? The operating feeder? <laughs> <laughs> or the floorboards? No, no, uh, it was well, you were working at a hospital. It's a reasonable yeah, question no, to ask. No, it was like plays, you know, the yeah. little theatre in mm. Napier. So I, I used to go in in, in their productions, the amateur right, theatre right. company. Mm. So I used to You know why they call it an operating theatre? Because they operate on people. No, 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 no. In, in the old days, you used to watch them. It was just a big theatre. And people would fill in, all, all these students and interested people would fill the theatre and the surgeons would operate with anaesthetics. Oh. So that's why it's the operating theatre. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So how, long, how, how, so how, how did your um, acting career go? Well. Well, <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Well, I studied speech and drama, so I, I, I got myself a nice speech and drama teacher because I was earning money then, you know, oh. I had my own money coming in. Mm-hmm. And I, I I studied for an associate diploma of speech and drama with mm-hmm. Trinity College of London. So mm-hmm. I got up to the I got up to the associate stage mm-hmm. but I was still sort of a student doing the the, um, the amateur stuff. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Love? 
No. Oh, yeah. That oh, that always happens. That's such a distraction. It is. It is to a career. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it is. So, um, I decided to go to England, back to England, back to England. when I was about nineteen. Was your granny still in England? Yes, and I went right. to see her because right. she was still in England. So yeah. I went back there. What did your mum think about this? You're going, she's still back in New Zealand. Well, I think she was hoping I'd go and find a rich man or something, and, right. you know, and, 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 you know, as long as he's got money, it doesn't matter what he looks like, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I think, oh, I know, in terrible, Liv- hey. But in Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, well, anywhere, really. Anywhere. As long as he was English. English. As long as he was English, he couldn't right. be anybody else. Yes. No, you know, don't be, bring home any... No Irish refresh. No, 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 nothing else but English. English. Right. <laughs> Will do. So back to Liverpool. Yeah, so I went back to Liverpool for a while. I had an older sister still staying there and um, stayed with her and then I went to London to live ah, for a couple of years. London. What years was this? Yeah. In the 70s? Really? Yeah, late 70s. It would have been good. I was, yeah, it was wild. Were you going out every night? Well, I got a... No, 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 no. not really. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a job in the convent. Yeah. <laughs> You went to swing in London in the late seventies, and you got a job in the convent. Yeah, and it was a living job. With the a living job at the convent. What did you do? Oh, I know it's terrible. But what did you do? Oh, looking after old people. That's all right. Yeah, because yeah. it was good. It was a roof over my head. But yeah. the nurses, the, the the nuns were very strict. There was mm. a curfew all the time, and mm. and I stayed over my curfew once and. And they, 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 they sort of sack you just about if you do things right. like that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, um, I ended up having, making some nice friends and I went on a trip around Europe then. Mm-hmm. And, as uh, you do. As yeah. you do. And, um, so it was about two years. It's a bit, little bit of a blur. I can understand. You must have had a good time. <laughs> a little bit of a blocked out. I can't remember. Yes, I, I can. I, yeah, but you don't want to. I, I don't want to. There are kiddies listening. You understand. <laughs> We don't want to hear all the bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah, well, I went, I went camping around Europe, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. We've got to stop now for a second. Oh, yeah. And we've got to do a, what's called a station announcement. Okay. This is 3CR, community rate 3CR, 855 <laughs> on your AM dial. This is Radical Australia. The Empress, Dale Bridge, is doing all the work, so our wonderful guest, Karen Neville... And the boring old fart can talk for another half hour. Now, Karen, how long did you last in England for? Two years. And you went back to New Zealand, did I you? I went back to New Zealand, but what? Well, actually, my parents at that stage had gone to Australia. <laughs> they didn't leave you a forty address. <laughs> and in the meantime... I don't know if you if I don't know if you remember way back in the seventies when they stopped immigration to Australia and New Zealand. Poms just couldn't just go there anymore. That's you right. had to go through yeah. a process. But when I left you could just come and go. Mm. So I wasn't allowed to go to Australia. I, I couldn't get a visa. And I was like, What are you kidding me? My mum and dad are there. I've got to go. You know, why not? So I remember um crying my eyes out in the New Zealand embassy like mad and, and somehow they managed, I got a visa to go to New Zealand and then I could go across the Tasman to Australia so I did it that way. Yeah, you couldn't do that today, you know. No, not at all. No. And so where did they set, set up shop, your parents in Australia? Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I should have, should have known. And mum hated it even more than New Zealand. 
<laughs> so did I. I, thought, I was so depressed. I wanted to be back in London. What the hell did I do? Why did I come back? I mean, you know, churches, man. LA oh, in the early man, 80s must have been oh, painful. Oh, it was. <laughs> so I didn't stay there long. I decided I'd go to Perth. Perth. Yeah, so I... I I got myself a ticket and went across to Perth and got a job in a hospital, but they all followed me. What, the family? (laughs) (laughs) Mum and Dad and my sisters. And I was like, God, help us. And um, so I wasn't there for long before they they followed me over. I managed to get a nice, I thought was a nice place for Mum. (laughs) But she would not stay there at all. Yeah. I thought, you're kidding me. So they all moved in with me in my little flat till they got something, and it was just dreadful. I managed. (laughs) What, a few of your sisters? Mum, Dad, Angela, Jeannie, Lorraine. (laughs) No, I think think Lorraine went to Brisbane. (laughs) This was a one bedroom flat. We went to. we went to Brisbane. Apartment. We went. No, actually, I, I, I got a backtrack. I forgot about Brisbane. We went from Adelaide. Mum didn't like Adelaide, so we went to Brisbane. And Brisbane was so hot. Oh, yeah, and I was nice. even more miserable. Well, than English, Brisbane. That's uh, when uh, I went. You wouldn't expect a lady like her no, to no. like Brisbane. That's that's especially uh, back then. Yeah. So so that I went. I, I didn't. Go, I went from Brisbane to Perth. Yeah, and then how long did you last in Perth for? Oh, I've only just got out of there. So well, I, I just me. recently. <laughs> how many years have you been in Perth? Um, many. What, tw- two decades? Easy, easily. I mean, I was. I got married for 19 years. You got married in Perth? Yes. Uh, oh. Well, England, but I met the fellow England. in Perth. We went back to England again to get married. Uh, uh, excuse oh. me. Excuse oh. me. Didn't you have a family in Perth? Or were you, His you got... mum and dad were back in England. Oh, right. So you both went back to England to get married. Yeah, we that got married sense. in England. Yeah. Did yeah. Granny turn up? No, but she was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you invite her? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> she was still cranky about the kiss. <laughs> I don't really know. Well, I don't really know. I don't think it was appropriate. No, there's a bright fear enough. You don't invite who, Granny. Who did come on my side? My sister came and her husband. Uh. Yeah. And um, right. yeah, so I met I met the electrician who worked at the hospital, mm-hmm. um, Napier. No, where am I now? Perth, Perth. St John of God Hospital mm-hmm. in in Perth. Mm-hmm. And I met the electrician who worked at the hospital. who had a fabulous motorbike, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up marrying him. Oh, that's good. And we ended up having children. Mm-hmm. So how many children you got? Three. Three. They'd be old. They'll all be in their twenties now, wouldn't they? Yes, twenty, um, twenty-six and twenty-eight. No, once they get old, you forget. Mm. You forget. Mm. So, so, what did? So, did you work in the home mainly in Perth, or did you work in the home? Oh, I worked home and and at, um, and at, at the hospital. Still, you know, right. I've only oh, I've recently retired from pathology work. Right. So, what type of pathology work were you doing? Well, I spent 10 years in microbiology because I went and studied mm. back again in, mm. in Curtin Uni uh, mm. as a mature age student mm. and, um, in Perth and, and managed to get some qualifications behind me. And and I was passionate about my job. I loved it. It's good. It is good. Microbiology is good work. Uh, yeah. You're doing something 
really important. I remember uh, the head of milk pathology rang me about a decade ago and he said to me, Joe, he said, uh, we don't make any money out of your urines because because they're always positive because of the nature of the patients I dealt with. He says, but we love getting your work because the microbiologists love the organisms because you've got some <laughs> of the most resistant organisms in the world in your practice. <laughs> Yes, well, it's, it's, well, that's the it's way, so it? true. Yeah. I mean, I used to get excited if we got a positive gonorrhea. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, look, we've got a positive it's gono. Gone. You know, we've had nicknames for them all. Yeah, that's what I'm you so know, excited about. Uh, I'm not suggesting you had that in here. <laughs> but, you know, we used to test for all sorts of things, syphilis, gonorrhea, yeah. All, yeah. The, all those sort of things, plus the the respiratory things and, yeah. and everything, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I loved f- it. Bugs, they're fabulous. How did you feel as you got older and they become more resistant? Terrible. (laughs) I mean, it was very difficult, especially Mm. these multi-resistant staphylococci, you know, and you catch them when you go to hospital. Mm. But it's all the antibiotics they're feeding Mm. people. This is the trouble. You know, anyway, better not get too started on that one. No, well, I had a patient (laughs) who recently died and he wanted his body sent back to Croatia. That's where his family was. But we we were having a lot of trouble getting his body back to Croatia because he had some very resistant organisms. He finally got back, but it's it's really reaching a quite uh, a critical stage. Well, for sure, mm. uh, it's it's un- unbelievable mm. what what's going on now. Mm. And, um, you know, the Centre for Disease Control. I used to think it would be a great job to work there, but imagine being there if a lemon zombie a cop. Apocalypse happened, and mm. you know, and these Ebola and all the. Anyway, I'm getting digressing. No, I, no, I know, you're not digressing. You know, you spent um, all your life doing that type of work. So, yeah, yeah, well, I did, I did. I loved it, but when I, I got the twins, I got pregnant, mm. you know, and and I I had to get a job back um, part time and stuff around, and I couldn't work in the lab. It was too intense with the on-call and all that. So I, I started taking bloods as a job again right. then when mm-hmm. the kids were little so mm. I could work shifts and stuff. Mm. Mm. So I left the microbiology behind way back, you, you know, but I still loved it at the time. It was fa- a fabulous job. Mm. And um, Do you have any, any time to go back to theatre work? Um, well, you see, my the husband I married. The husband you married. <laughs> he didn't like all those arty types. <laughs> you know well, what I mean. Well, didn't didn't you understand when you got married? Didn't you realize? Oh, that? I don't know what's the matter with me sometimes, but um, uh, it's, you know, I don't want you to get into acting and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I know it makes you want to enjoy s- yourself. Yeah, it didn't it makes you want to vomit when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But um, and I went along with it being a bit stupid like that, mm-hmm. so um, so I didn't, you know, I let it go. But I got into other things, lots of sports because we were very sporty. We used mm-hmm. to do lots of water skiing and all that because of Perth, you know, you mm-hmm. can yeah, do yeah. all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so I let that go. Well, you water ski? Yeah. I yeah. can't even stand on a ski. How did you do it? Well, we, we were mad, especially before we had the kids. We mm-hmm. we were we. Because we were married for 10 years before we had children, right. so that was the real good party time. Mm-hmm. Reality hit once we had the kids. Yeah, it was yeah. a downhill run after yeah, you that. You can't put them on your back, especially if they're twins, if you're water skiing, oh, can you? Oh, no, no. So, um, yeah, so we, every weekend so we'd you, go, go over away. these ramps and jump over and all those things. Well, I, I didn't do the ramp thing, but <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> but I did, I did have single skis. And I, I, I was single skiing. Me and my husband, we used to go up, double up, and, you know, like two up once. Because we had ski boats. And I was earning good money. It was the 80s. Oh, yeah. You know, money was coming in like mad, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was in my good microbiology job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were and young and fit and healthy. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's buy another ski boat with a, with a, with a four-wheel drive and money is no object. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, did we find out of the hard way when the money kids came along and the money dried up. Oh. Yeah, so... Um, what, did you get have it all on the never-never? Well, not, no, some of it, yeah, yeah like like yeah. the four-wheel drives, like uh-huh. you do. You, yeah. It was like, uh, and a mortgage and all the, mm-hmm. all the stuff that you have. Yeah. The 80s, it was like um, money was never going to run out. So, was, so you, you were personal friend of Alan Bonds, were you? I, well, I, I remember seeing him at Rottnest Island once. Mm. Yeah, he, he was, yeah. No, he wasn't my friend. <laughs> no, but it's the same mentality, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Everybody was in, 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 in on it. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, it seemed the golden era, of, mm. you, you know, dinners out. It's so decadent now when I mm. when I think about it. And I just wished I'd have been a little bit more wise with money, you know, um, because it doesn't last. It can, no. It, um, no, it doesn't know. last. Mm. So, Because um, when the money tree dies, mm. the job dies, It's mm. nobody kind of says, here, no. he's a stash, enjoy yourself. Right, yeah. So, yeah. I think all our listeners are nodding at the minute. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, double income, no kids and... You know, yay, this is the good life. We could live like this forever. And um, it doesn't happen. Are you a grandmother yet? No, No. I don't think they're too keen on having children. (laughs) They saw what what it did to their mum and dad. Uh, You're blaming them, are you, the separation, are you? That's not very nice. No, I think... um, No, I think... They, I don't know really. I, it was very hard for children when when par- when parents split up. It That's is, one of yeah. the the my mm. big regrets in life that uh, what mm. they went through the trauma. How old were they? Nine, uh, um, eight, seven or eight, and yeah, nine and ten. Hard. Yeah, it is eight very and hard. ten. You know, and um, it it was very hard because I had twins. You see, and. Um, uh, and Did you have to take most of the responsibility for child rearing after you separated? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I used to get one weekend off a fortnight, and mm. um, he'd come and take the kids for the weekend, and I'd go mm. wild. I go into <laughs> I go into Perth and go mad, <laughs> dancing all night, and, and mm. you know having fun. Mm. And, mm. And <laughs> wow! And, there are kiddies listening. Yes. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, you would. Like you you would do. Do what you like. Yeah, yeah. It was my time to. Have you know, a, mm. you, you know that sort of thing. You, you weren't strutting the boards, were you? What strutting the boards? Theatre, theatre, theatre. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> no, it's treading the boards. Treading, treading is it? Well, we strut. We don't strut just tread. The boards. No, but I did go into a few. Um, I did go into a few. Um, what did I do? I did go into a couple of you know cabaret sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that mm. that sort of have you know like drag shows. Drag, drag shows. Drag shows, yeah. Drag shows. Yeah, like drag shows. Drag shows. Like drag shows. What dragged you into the drag shows? Um, well, I don't know. It seemed like a really good, fun thing to do. And, you know, I uh, went along then. I got mm. dragged into it as well, like you do. <laughs> 
Well, she'll be good. Yeah, Can you dance? Good. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Off you go. Yeah, so oh. yeah, so that was good. So, so that was the eighties and nineties, was it? Or? <clears throat> that was um, nineteen up up around about nineteen ninety eight to the mm. year two thousand. Yeah. That's when I I was going to those sort of places and having a time of my life. Right. Um, there was much of a scene in in, in Perth. No, it was very small. Mm. Mm. Uh, really, in, in comparison to somewhere like Melbourne, um, there was one one pub, and um, and and we used to do this fundraising for the AIDS Council um, with this cabaret act. Mm. It was called Club West, and we mm. used to um, do these drag shows, and every all the gay scene used to come out and have a real whale of a time. We used to entertain them, uh, and. Yeah, that was that. Was, so that was the nearest I got to acting, I think, at that that stage. Mm. Mm. But I did do something else after that. What did you do? <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can tell us. <coughs> Nobody listens to this show. No. Okay. Um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I where listens. I'm, I'm on air. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, okay, in the year 2000, I, pl- I, I met a, a friend who used to do uh, role-playing f- uh, for the WA Police Academy, and um, mm-hmm. it was a company called Aragon, and they hired out role-players, and we used to go for police training, and um, and it was called scenario training, and we used to do scenario training with the Department of Corrective Services, physiotherapists and mental hospitals and all sorts of things. And we used to act out scenarios for the police, and uh, and so I used to get that. So that was full on acting then. Yeah, so right I did, up. and I did that for about ten. It must have been about oh, what going your, on. What was your favourite character? <laughs> well, it, that was all impromptu. Yeah. So uh, so we did everything from domestic violence to being drunk and disorderly, mm. and we used to have to really get in in the police's face, and you know, because they had to deal with us like we were a real oh. criminal or something. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like doing the um, a bit. Uh, I used to like doing the drunk things. Right. That was funny because <laughs> you get f- fake vomit in your mouth, and you'd have to make sure it hit them. <laughs> it was just to be like just chicken soup or something, yeah, but yeah. you had to hold it in your mouth, and at this strategic time, we were instructed to do this. Yeah, they yeah. wanted us because they yeah. these they, yeah because the, they don't want them to hit people when they do that. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to make sure we got them. You know, yeah. so we. <laughs> <laughs> and you got paid for it. Yes. And you were arrested. And we, we used to have these drunken, disorderly parties. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> we weren't drunk. Cause well, we there were only pretending. two. And we had this party, this drunken, disorderly party. Loads of us actors. Loads yeah, of actors. And, and, and we, the police used to have to come because there'd been complaints. <laughs> Um, you know, it's all scenario because yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. scenario training village, yeah. like a film studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we used to have the time of our lives. I ended up in a documentary on the ABC um, called Top Cops or something, which showed the training of the police officers mm. in WA because mm. uh, it was inaugural. They, 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 people hadn't done this sort of training before. They were quite revolutionary mm. with that sort of training. And so I had the time of my life with all that. But after a while, you get a bit, I don't know, you feel a bit sort of cheap after a while somehow, you know, because it sort of wears thin when you've got to be arrested all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to play with guns and everything. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and handcuffed and thrown in the slammer Ooh. and video interviewed. And you got paid for all this? Got paid for it all. You sure that's... Are you sure you're telling us the truth? I'm honest to God. You weren't doing something else on the side. No, honest to God, you can, um, you can, you can, you can, you can find out. You can find. You're on YouTube. You can follow up. No, I hope not. No, well, maybe. But no, it's fair dinkum. Yeah. So that was quite a dream job. Um, The the prisons things were great because we used to do like um, riots. Riots. We used to have to get big sticks out and, yeah. you know, really go crazy. Yeah. So the police, um, prison guards, the yeah. prison uh, guards have to, you know, Deal get us it. under control. Yeah. Yeah. So that was quite, yeah, that was quite a dream dream yeah. job. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know, I, I think I just... Just grew out. I grew out of it, yeah. you know. I had really short, spiky hair then and got yeah. a few tattoos and learned to smoke rollies so I looked more tough mm-hmm. and um, just so I could be more believable. Yeah. You know, character acting. Yeah, but then I started. Method, isn't that a method acting? Method acting, yeah. yeah, yeah so acting, you know, right. and yeah. we used to have the time of our lives, absolute time of our lives. <laughs> but it was some of it was very tragic though, because mm. we used to have to do suicide scenarios and yeah. and the the domestic violence ones were really horrible. Or or you'd be a a wife that had been the police would come to the door and tell you your husband had died, died yeah. so you'd have to react you had to and mm. it had to be real mm. it had to be believed mm. um by everyone and it mm. got pretty intense at times mm. so when did you come to melbourne oh melbourne <laughs> oh i've been set free i just love this town when did you come november the 10th 2016 November the tenth, two thousand. I've just been here just over four months. Four months. Yeah, that's what all. Ma- big change. What ma- did you what? Did you sell everything up and came here, or? Well, I put everything in storage. Storage, yeah. just in case it didn't turn out. Well, um, I came over here for the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia conference that why was being held in Melbourne. Cam- why would you come to that conference? Are you, are you involved in community radio? In yes. Um, yes. What were you involved in? Um, Community radio uh, in a little country town called York, which is York Community Radio, which mm-hmm. is Voice of the Avon 101.3 FM. Mm-hmm. So I was doing radio for three years there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I went to the conference in 2015 mm-hmm. in Terrigal, and I was the first person ever from that radio station to ever even want to go to a conference, let alone go to one. Yeah. And um, and that opened up my world. Like mm. I thought, hmm, because I met three CR people. I Did met you? people from all over mm. Australia. So, what type of uh, work did you do at the York Community Radio Station? Well, I had two programs going, um, two three-hour programs a week with um, all the any music I wanted to play. You mm. know, so uh, music, music, yes. Mm. Yeah, but I love music. I'm passionate mm. about music. Yeah, dancing so, and music. Yeah. Haven't you ever heard of Cromwell? Oliver, <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, they buried and dead. Yeah, yeah. That's what they should do, you musicians. So you did two three-hour programs. Yes, right. and um, I was right. passionate about radio. I was there mm. for three years. I, I ended up getting onto the committee, like mm. you do, and yeah. and then uh, we got a grant for a sponsorship coordinator job. So I I managed to um, to do that, which was a that sort of spoilt my fun a bit, you yeah, know, because yeah, all that, yeah. that selling stuff do. you've got yeah, to do, like yeah. trying to get sponsors. So um, 
I knew that the conference was coming up in Melbourne. I'd got the early bird because I was going to come back, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and I decided I was going to try and see if I could stay, you know, see, see what happened, see how, uh, how it happened. What happened when you try to get back to New Zealand? How come we didn't ban people like you from coming here? I don't know. In those I mean, days it was easier to travel. Yeah, I mean, you, you could know. travel the world, couldn't you? Well, you could. So you came to Melbourne on the 16th of November, was it? 10th of November. 10th of My apologies. Con- <laughs> so, so, so you went to the conference. Yes. And you were going to go back or you were going to stay? Well, I was. I wanted to stay, really, mm-hmm. but my son was back there, and 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 I did run out of money very fast, and mm-hmm. you know, like you do, town, you it know. is, yeah. yeah, and and I thought maybe I would um, go back home to the WA and come mm-hmm. back again, mm-hmm. but as it turned out, I ended up staying and got myself a nice uh, little place, and and I was choosing a radio station to. To team up with, I've, I've done a lot of networking. Three mm. CR was m- my favourite of all because it was oh, radical and alternative, and, and it had you're all kidding. the just the God's truth. Yeah, is that why you came to Three CR? Because radical alternative. You didn't yeah. to turn back back on us and say, "I want to go to a music station." <laughs> I've thought I didn't realise um, um, it was so. There was so much talking in this station. I must yeah. admit, there is a lot of talking. We're but doing it now. but good. but there's still music as well. It's on. There's still loads of music too. Yeah, so, there's loads of music, yeah. well, especially I'm, Australian music. Yeah, and I met the the, the team down there because they did a fantastic presentation, like Rachel yeah. and 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 Juliet and and um, um, and Sister Zai. They were there, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't. Dale, think, could you note these three because we need to get rid of them. From the station because they've dragged this woman. No, they, they didn't. They didn't get golden stars. They don't didn't don't really remember me very well. What? No, and I they don't should think. Be fired. But but I did meet Gab at, mm. at the 2015 yep. conference, yep. and I was just impressed by 3CR with, with how they are mm. with people with disabilities. That's what got my heart. Mm. The, mm. You, you know, I, I was a little bit still a bit. Um, Unsure what I was doing at that time as well, mm. so I, I, I wasn't as focused as I could have been at the conference because mm. I was wondering if I'm going to stay here, am I going to go? So what, what are you doing at 3C at the minute? I've got um, I'm doing reception. I've been doing reception for a few weeks or so now, and um, I've got a program on Friday nights with early Saturday mornings, so what the time graveyard shift, 1 a.m. to... 3 a.m. and it's called Cornucopia, which was the name of one of my programs back in mm-hmm. WA. And what? So that's Friday. That's Friday night, Saturday morning, is it? Yes, early Saturday morning, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. And a it's lot of people. A lot of people awake in Melbourne yeah. on Saturday well, morning. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I thought I was going to be a bit covert, you know, but I don't think it's that covert actually, because no, no, people. No. No. So, um, so what type of music do you play? All Australian music, mm-hmm. uh, total Australian program with with alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, I cross a lot of genres from you know rock to alternative country, folk, metal, even hip hop. I love hip hop. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, punk, garage, it, all the all the genres. So it's a bit eclectic. 
Um, but it, it gets a chance to get all these types of music mm. out there. Mm. And I've only got two hours. Uh, we'll get more. We'll yeah. get more. <laughs> now, Karen, if you're a football player, I'd say you're an <coughs> ornament to the game. But, but as you are a 3CR oh, worker... Exactly. Gosh. It's my job to keep an eye on the clock, not your oh, job. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that's my job. See, I've got to wrap up the. Oh interview. yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. None of this acting, character acting, method acting here. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it, Dale. You can't. Don't you talk. You were genuflecting before, so you just keep it to yourself, all right? right. Well, I had to. I was in front of royalty, an empress and a queen, you know, a a Spanish queen. You should have seen him, listeners. Sorry, sight. It was a sorry sight. On my knees, begging, begging for more. Well, getting back, look, it's a pleasure having you on the team at 3CR. You're an ornament to 3CR. An ornament. You do a lot more than ornaments. Oh, yes, exactly. I hope so. so. You're, you're, you're a shining ornament. You remind me of that light in the sacred heart, you know, that little red heart and the light. And I reckon you're the type of person we need here and we want because you're the type of person that will brighten up this station because we're getting a little bit old. We're four, over 40 now and we need some more old people here to brighten it up. So nice. thank you for coming. Thank you for talking to us and all the best for the future, and if you decide to go back to York, we understand. Oh no! <laughs> Please don't send me back. Oh, I'm not going to send you back. It's, you, you're free to go anytime oh, you like. No, no, no okay. No, no, no. I love it here too much. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Oh, look, look, we welcome people Thank to Three CR, and uh, it's great having you here. Really, is it's been a wonderful interview. You've been a, a great person to talk to, and uh, thank you for sharing your life with Dale and myself and. All the listeners to 3CR. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the Guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that the boat is leaking. Everybody talking to their pockets.